And uh, in China, I was working as a kindergarten English teacher. So before starting the college study automation engineering, I didn't have any technical background and I didn't even knew I had it in me. But then, you know, I've been underpaid and overworked and I decided I want to become a high-skilled professional because I still wanted to travel the world and be able to find a job in any country I want. It's not like I had a passion about engineering or automation. I think at that point, I didn't even know what does it mean automation. Welcome to Eco Ask Why, a podcast that dives into industrial manufacturing topics and spotlights the heroes that keep America running. I'm your host, Chris Granger, and on this podcast, we do not cover the latest features and benefits on products that come to market. Instead, we focus on advice and insight from the top minds of industry because people and ideas will be how America remains number one in manufacturing in the world. Welcome to Eco Ask Why. Today we have a hero conversation. And this is our first international hero conversation. We're coming across the seas here and we have with us Miss Natalia Klamoski, who is an automation engineer at Line. So welcome, Natalia. How are you? Hi, Chris. Thanks for having me. I'm doing great. It's evening in Denmark, and I'm here ready to chat with you. Oh, I'm so excited. I'm so excited. It's amazing what technology is doing. When we met, you were in a train in Denmark on a Teams call with me. And now we're recording this. This is going to be heard all over the world. And we have eco listeners as far down as Australia. So it's I'm excited for them to hear your story. And Natalia, get us started because we got connected through Tim Wilburn and TW Correct. Controls. He's like, look, Chris, you got to talk to Natalia. I was like, okay, man, if you say so, Tim, I definitely trust you. So I'm excited. And uh, maybe just tell us a little, about, a little bit about yourself, to, your journey to where you're at. Yeah, I'm always happy to chat about my journey and talk about automation. And I think me living in Denmark, it's a little bit maybe different uh, here. Yeah. I don't know. So I hope it will be interesting to people to watch and to listen uh, about automation in Denmark. My name is Natalia and uh, I'm originally from Russia. But I've been traveling around the world and living here and there. So I actually moved to Denmark about two years ago from China. And uh, in China, I was working as a kindergarten English teacher. So before starting the college study automation engineering, I didn't have any technical background and I didn't even knew I had it in me. But then, you know, I've been underpaid and overworked and I decided I want to become a high-skilled professional because I still wanted to travel the world and be able to find a job in any country I want. So I had, it. it's not like I had a passion about engineering or automation. I think at that point, I didn't even know what does it mean automation. I just wanted to be able to find a job. And I started doing research about different engineering fields and about like mechanical, chemical, biomedical. And I, I felt the pull towards electrical engineering. So I started reading about that and I was thinking it might be something I can do. And then in electrical field, there was also different kind of subfields, controls, powers. And I was reading about controls, I remember. And they, it was saying that you work with industrial robots. And 
that was that <laughs> because I, I think it was so cool. It sounded so cool. So I decided that I want to try it. And um, because education for me, I knew that I will have to pay a lot of money. So I was, I decided to go on Udemy and do some courses, PLC programming and some AutoCAD to just get the idea if it's uh, something I can do, if it's something I will be enjoying doing. And um, this is how I met uh, team as well, because I was uh, reaching out to all instructors on also YouTube and we became friends since that time. And then when I realized I really like it, I started looking for to get an education and I, I wanted to study in English speaking country because I was very tired from a language barrier in China. So I found two years education in Canadian colleges. They were called automation technicians or something like this. And then the third college I accidentally found in Denmark, automation engineering program in English. And I decided to apply to three of them. I was accepted to all of the colleges. And I remember on LinkedIn, I was actually asking people, I have this choice, Canada or Denmark. What do you think I should do? And uh, because at that point, a lot of people were from America. Everybody was saying, just go to Canada. There are plenty of jobs. But I actually, college in Denmark, the way they communicated and the way the process of accepting student uh, felt more personal. Mm-hmm. They organized a Zoom meeting to chat with you so I could ask about the program and I could also see the professor that I'm uh, going to teach me. And they were very quick to help me with all my questions while for Canadian colleges, I just felt they have a lot of students and they don't have time to actually take care um, of each and uh, of them. And I knew because of my previous experience, if you move into another country, somebody have to help you out in the beginning. It will be either your work or school. Mm-hmm. So I felt like in Denmark, they will help me out if something happened. And um, I also received a, a 20% reduction of the fee it's kind of a scholarship and at that point it was cheaper for me to go to Denmark plus Canada is still so far away I don't know from everything so I thought I will try it in Denmark I moved to Denmark knowing nothing about what it's like living here except that people are happy like everybody knows like Danish people are happy and yeah this is how it's all started I was taking two years education so I think in other countries it's equivalent to being a technician right. here i'm able to call myself automation engineer so it's complicated yeah i also somebody like at work sometimes i say that i'm a software developer because what i'm doing is developing a software for the machines that we are producing and i wanted to talk a little bit about the education in denmark the college has a very practical approach so during those, these two years I've been studying, we didn't have like exam exams. When you just study for exam, then you go answer a bunch of questions not related to anything like practical. Instead, uh, every semester we would be working on two projects. So you work about two or three months and then you present your project and you have a certain criteria. So then teachers are rating your projects. 
And I think it was amazing because you have a certain criteria you have to hit and then you have all the freedom to explore and to build your solution. And uh, with every project we had more and more freedom. So I remember on my second year, we have to just decide what kind of project we want to do and something. And we actually was working on something kind of related to um, our, like we were going to the bunch of uh, companies in Olbo. It's the, where uh, the city where the university is. And we were interviewing them because we have this in the pharmacies we have. So you just order and the robot bring it to you. So we were going to this bunch of pharmacies and interviewing people. And they're so open in Denmark. They would invite us in, show us how the robot works. Some of them stopped using them. So we were asking why, what are the challenges and so on. It was a lot of fun and it was very practical. Natalia, you're, you're obviously you have done a lot you, from I think you said kindergarten teacher in China to now you're, yeah. you're basically an automation engineer designing robots for manufacturing. Big jump there. A lot of things that I am curious from the Denmark standpoint, from manufacturers that you're working with and that you're supporting, what are they seeing as some of the challenges? Because I, I see some things in, in the States from a challenge standpoint from industry and manufacturing, but I am curious from Denmark, what's the big problem that we're trying to solve over there? Hmm. I think just the price of the production. This okay. is what is common. So it's very diff- uh, it's very expensive to produce anything in Denmark. A lot of companies having Danish companies having uh, headquarters in Denmark and then outsource the production to other countries. But I'm uh, very kind of proud that our company producing everything here. So um, cool. how about skilled labor over in Denmark? Is that I mean that's definitely an issue in the states where. We don't have enough skilled labor. Those, those industries are struggling to get the next generation. How is that being approached? What I really like about Denmark that it's very common to go and study even in your late career. And I even read the research from one of the colleges in Denmark as the government were developing a plan to re-educate people so they can take uh, a new jobs, technical jobs. Because there is a uh, big shortage in this, especially automation field. However, it's actually not really popular because I remember in my college, all these marketing classes, web design classes were full of students. There were like 50 people in a class. Yeah. Uh, and there were several classes like this. While automation classes, there were only like two for Danish and um, international class. And we started Danish class was 30 people and international were 15 people and only 10 people from Danish class graduated and even less, like less than 10 graduated from international class. Really? So why, why yeah. do you think the, the, the disparity there between the, the traditional, like you said, the marketing courses and things like that versus the engineering? So is there a perception that people are, are that have associated with that? Yeah, I think it's not very common to talk about different career paths in automation. So a lot of people think, for example, you have to be an electrician and then you have to go and take this education and then you will be able to find a job. And a lot of don't really know what exactly they will be doing. So some of them getting a bit frustrated that we have in a project management classes, which are, I think extremely useful. Right. And then other people 
getting frustrated because we don't have enough electrical design classes, which is also important. But I think it's just perception of the industry. Let's say you're in, all right, I'm, I'm going to put you in front of a high school or maybe a senior class at a high school. You, you just go 12 years from that kindergarten class you were teaching and <laughs> you're sitting there in front of them. Now you've been through this experience of going through education in Denmark and the world of automation and what that's open for you. What are you saying to them to inspire them? What advice would you give them? Where would you point them to get more interest in the field that you're in versus the more traditional type routes? I would start with saying that automation engineering is a very creative job Mm -hmm. because you have to imagine the whole process and then design it. I would also point out about industrial robots because I feel like before to be automation engineer, it was only PLC, but now like a lot of this uh, solution involves collaborative robots, industrial robots. Mm -hmm. So um, you can focus on robotics. You can focus uh, maybe on PLC programming. You can focus on HMI design, which is also very uh, creative. I think I would start with that. that. That's great advice. I think just if people, first of all, if they see you, they, they see how passionate you are. You, you haven't stopped smiling since this interview. I love it. This just shows how excited <laughs> you are about this industry. So I think you're all over it. We just We have to share more. We have to let people see those different career paths. Like you mentioned, those just knowing what paths exist is so important. We have to take that and be intentional to speak that to people, to give them those options. And I am curious because you're such a, a bright person just from your personality. I love it. When are you the happiest? What work are you doing that gives you that sense of joy? I feel like I'm generally a very positive person. Okay. It's very common here in Denmark to do a personality test. And most of the people were like, we have this uh, color test where like red is like a dominant and then uh, blue is introverts. Uh-huh. And then I was the only one in the class with a very high yellow <laughs> personalities. I'm just like this. Actually, when I was applying for jobs and I was having an interviews, a lot of people were telling me that I'm quite different from a traditional stereotype PLC programmer. Yeah, and I'm really glad because at some point I was thinking I will have to mute my personality to be more serious, more assertive. But I remember my teacher was telling me, please never turn uh, down your personality because this is what people are looking for. And on all my like kind of job interviews, people were saying that they really want somebody who is able to talk about automation because very often you have to work with the customers and you have to communicate in a team. So I would jump on that. Don't change a thing because it's just your type of personality. It's that type of energy that inspires the next generation. So cool. I I am curious because when we were talking before the the recording, you said like, Oh, highlights. I got highlights. Uh, What are some highlights for your career that you like to share with us? I know you just watching you online, you've done some really cool things out there. Okay. I have something in our college. We had a Lego Mindstorm robots and I know people think it's it's just a toys, but uh, if you look at the Lego Mindstorm software, 
classroom and then you look at ABB collaborative robot, for example, the software is literally the same. So if you know one thing, it would be so easy to transition to work with robots. And I was uh, trying to learn um, Python programming, but because I wanted to apply to something in real world, I was combining it with my STEM series. And Corona hit and I built Lego sanitizer. And I remember I was sitting, it was like Friday evening, I was building the robot and I was feeling a bit upset because I'm not socializing. I'm not chatting with my roommates. I was asking myself, why do you even do this? And then I brought it to school because I'm very proud of everything I do. So I try to show it to everybody. And it was a lot of fun. My classmates tried it. My teachers tried it. And I made a video and posted it on uh, LinkedIn. Also, I was very concerned if I should post it because it's such a silly video, right. I feel like. And then I was contacted by a productivity director of the Danish company. He previously worked in Lego company here. And when he saw it, so because a lot of people from Lego like this post, so he saw it and he contacted me and offered me an internship where I had uh, to design a collaborative robot cell to make a proof of concept of automating one of the manufacturing processes wow. in the factory. It was huge. It was everything I wanted because it was collaborative robots. And in our school, we have UR3, like old series. And then for this project, the company bought UR10 and I was unboxing the robot. It felt like Christmas. But what he told me, why he decided to contact me, because he, first of all, really enjoyed watching it. And he saw it as a creative project that applied to solve a real life problem. Yeah. If you have, like, please showcase your projects for all the students. I will highly recommend everything you do, just post on LinkedIn. What, um, what a story there. Now, can you share, maybe we can get a, a link to that post and share that video for our listeners out there. We'll put that in the show notes, Natalia. What a great story. Yeah. That was yeah, amazing. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. But you're right. Be proud of what you accomplished and, and take time and share it because you never know. Yours got to the right person of influence, obviously, and you were able to take that, that opportunity and expand upon it. So what a great, that's a really fun highlight. Yes, because it's not only, I don't know, because sometimes also automation can seem boring for some people, but yeah. there is so much fun things that you can do and explore. Well, let's just stick on that theme. You opened the door for me. Fun things for you to do and explore. Let's talk a little bit about you outside of work. In Denmark there, what, what hobbies do you have? Well, I'm quite a restless person, okay. so I like to juggle all different things. We have a lot of water everywhere, so every, almost every city has a fjord or some access to the sea. Living in Olbo, five minutes away from the fjord, and people really use the water here. So a lot of people have boats, people do kayaking, and... Uh, I invested in paddleboard, oh. so I was able to go around the fjord. We have a dolphin, or maybe two. So I, me and my friends, we would go to the places where the dolphin scene took wait for it and take a photos. I was going paddleboarding around the island yeah. in the fjord, and I uh, found uh, a family of seals who were chasing me for 15 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, yeah, I do biking. I'll, again, people bike here a lot. Yeah. Everybody has 
very fancy, very expensive bikes here. I'm biking, I'm dancing, and then I spend the time doing uh, Lego Mindstorm. Oh, I, before now, all I do is working. <laughs> right. That's so good. It's so funny. I just, I literally just gave my, my oldest daughter a paddleboard yesterday before this recording. And so we're getting into paddleboarding ourselves. So now we haven't had any seals chase us yet, but maybe we'll get there one day. <laughs> it was quite a scary experience. There was nobody around. Right. And they were just like looking angry at me. <laughs> but you're smiling. They just probably want to come and just hang out with you because you have such that bubbling personality, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, how about family? We love talking about family at Eco Ask Why. So Natalia, what, what would you like to share with us there? Well, I have my mom and my mom lives in Russia. Okay. And uh, since I was little, I was telling her that I will be living in another country. I don't know. I, I just, and she was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I think she was quite upset when I moved to China, but then she made a peace with it. So now we uh, use Skype chat uh, several times a week. So I'm going to visit my mom from time to time, but she didn't. She doesn't like traveling, right. and she doesn't even have a passport to go abroad. But for now, I'm already started planning my Christmas vacation. Some of my friends that I made here, they want to go to Russia. Right, right. <laughs> so I think it will be uh, fun, and I can also visit my mom on holiday. There you go. There you go. Hopefully, that can definitely happen. So, thank you for sharing that. Now. I am curious, at the, from, from in Denmark, you're an engineer. What do you enjoy consuming for fun, like podcasts, any books, YouTube? I know you're a big Tim Wilburn fan, so we know you were, you're watching him on YouTube. But just anything you find value that you think others may? I mostly do YouTube. I watch uh, team videos but i'm not actually i'm not really big in podcasts i'm trying to get into this okay. but uh, unsuccessfully for now we know yeah. you at least have one you're subscribing to eco ask why so we'll start with that <laughs> yeah <laughs> absolutely very cool very cool how about now we we do a game natalia is we call it the lightning round where i just fire a bunch of random stuff at you and let's see what comes back. And it gives our listeners an inside look of who you are, just some fun, quirky things. So if you're willing to play, we'll jump in. Okay. All right. All right. I'm, I'm, I'm excited for this. The first international lightning round. So favorite food? Kimchi. Everything with kimchi. I get addicted in China to spicy food. And then my roommate uh, here in Denmark has Korean roots. Okay. So we cook all the spicy food together. Very good. Very good. Now, what's your favorite adult beverage to wash that spicy food down with? I'm ashamed for my nation because I don't drink vodka. Okay. And- <laughs> So um, I'm I'm actually not a big drinker nowadays. I mostly drink beer, Royal Classic. It's like a Danish brand here. Okay. Um, oh, I like drinking cocktails like Aperol Spritz or um, gin and tonic. Okay. Very good. Very good. All right. What's your favorite app on your phone? Google Maps. Google Maps. <laughs> <laughs> Because I had to travel so much. So I moved to, for my work, I'm, I had to move on the south of Denmark. Right. So I use it every day. Like today I had to bring my bike to the fixed shop. And right. then another day I had to go to submit a visa because I'm this in transition period where I still have student visa and I'm making my work visa. So I had to go to another city, right. to another part of Denmark. So now what's up? Uh... 
What's on your nightstand? My water bottle. I don't know. I think like I get it from China. Okay. Everybody drinks water bottle and I actually always drink hot water. Hot water. Okay. Yeah. Okay. In China, whatever happens to you, like if you have a migraine, you have a stomachache, you just like feel, I don't know, down, drink more hot water and it just stick to me. <laughs> wow. Okay. There you go. Now, how about a, uh, a guilty pleasure? Pastries. Well, it's not quite guilty, I feel, but I cannot, I think this is my habit from Russia because in Russia, we always have a tea and something sweet after every meal. Okay. So I cannot live without pastries. <laughs> love it. Love it. How about uh, all-time favorite movie? There are so many. I really like sci-fi movie. I think Pacific Rim. Okay. One of my favorites. That are like big robots as well. So. Yeah, I think so. Just naturally, the big robots has got to be Pacific Rim for you. Okay. I was also obsessed with Transformers before. Oh, <laughs> very good. Now, I am curious for this. What's the coolest place you've ever been? So as much traveling that you've done, what's the one place that you got to go there? Hong Kong. Okay. Yeah. I I think I'm not sure with the political situation these days, but a couple of years ago, I've been to Hong Kong and uh, I went to this Victoria Peak to look over the city and it just felt like I'm in another universe. When you watch this sci-fi movie with super like tall buildings, it just looks surreal. And uh, I think while I was living in China, I went about three, four times there wow. and every time i was able to discover something new so on the one side you have this super cool skyscrapers and then in 30 minutes away from the city you have beautiful crystal clear water and nice beaches so that's awesome very good very good now how about last question in the lightning round dogs or cat um <laughs> it's a very tricky question because I'm like a stepmom of two cats. My roommate has two cats, so okay. I also adopted them. So I really love them, but I do feel like I'm a, a dog person. Very good. Very good. We'll, we'll let you pass on that one, okay? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> this has been a blast getting to know you, Natalia. So we always uh, wrap up Eco Ask Why with the why, and it talks about your passions and what drives you. So somebody wants to know what your personal why is, what would it be? Oh, it's such a tricky question because I also feel like till this uh, day, I was just focusing on present. So I know I need to finish my education and then I need to get a job and then I need to get my working visa. And now when I'm actually did it, I think my goal was just to find a place where I can settle down when I can be happy with my job, when I will be happy with the climate, because I really enjoy the cold climate, uh, where I will be, where I can fit in the society that has a similar mentality to, to mine. So that was very important for me. And I think I, I was, for me, I was, just, I'm just trying to build a life for me and for, I don't know, my future family. Right, right. Well, you, you're doing great things. And I tell you what, Natalia, this has been a wonderful 
conversation, a way to get to know you. So for people that want to maybe follow you or connect with you, what's the best way for them to do that? I'm quite active uh, on my Instagram. I posted a lot of uh, my projects over there and I was sharing experience uh, of how is it to study in Denmark, study automation, and I'm sharing things, what I do for work now. So yeah, I'm going to check it out. Very good. Well, make sure if you're listening to this, go check out the show notes, get connected directly with Natalia. And thank you so much. This has been a blast getting to know you. Been a fun hero conversation. And we're so, I'm personally just delighted to note that someone like you, with your personality, that you're out there inspiring others. So thank you so much. Thank you. Pleasure was all mine. Thanks for chatting with me. You have a great day. Bye. Thank you for listening to Eco Ask Why. This show is supported ad-free by Electrical Equipment Company. ECO is redefining the expectations of an electrical distributor by placing people and ideas before products. Please subscribe and share with your colleagues and friends. Also, leave comments, feedback, and any new topics that you would like to hear. To learn more or to share your insights, visit ecosy.com. That's E-E-C-O-A-S-K-S-W-H-Y.com.